There's one thing that's been standing out to me as of late for quite some time now is leadership through servanthood. And that's really following on Jesus' example because mm-hmm. Jesus was an amazing leader, but he did it through serving the people. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And I think a lot of times leaders, you know, they get, first off, people put them on a pedestal <laughs> and they think, well, if you know, like, you know, oh, if you're the reverend, you know, we're going to hold you up here and you got to act like this. And be, we ain't got to act like that, but you got to act like that because you're the reverend. Right. You know, and so I'm like, well, man, I'm, I'm thinking, hey, quit putting the man up there. Because yeah. that's a long way to fall. Yeah. Why don't you just let him be down here with you so when he trips and stumbles, you can help him back up and it ain't so far to fall. It's like going back to the wilderness. Okay, Moses, you go up to the mountain and we'll <laughs> yeah. hang out and yeah. party yeah. with the staff. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think... I, as a as a as a husband and a father, I, I've learned for you know a lot over the years of you know uh, twenty nine years of being married to my wife. But I realize you know as a man, I'm the head of the house. God holds me to that level of responsibility. He holds me to a different level of responsibility than He holds Wanda. But I have learned that if I can lead my family through servanthood, my wife will follow with that same servanthood. Mm-hmm. In that same position of leadership. And my family, she'll come alongside me in that. See what I'm saying? If you look all the way back to the beginning, here's just another, whatever episode you want to do with this. <clears throat> what did, where did God make Eve out of? Mm-hmm. Out the side of man. Mm-hmm. Why did he make her out the side? The book's full of pictures. Okay? Full of pictures. He made her out the side. Because that's where she's supposed to come be. Yeah. Walk alongside you. He said, look, I'll make you a helper. See? I'm going to make you a helper. Mm-hmm. She's going to walk alongside her. You don't, you don't walk above her. Mm-hmm. She don't walk behind you. She don't walk ahead of you. She's to walk alongside you. When they messed up in that garden, who did God come asking for first? Adam. <laughs> Adam, where are you, boy? Yeah. You know, because God's Adam, I made you the head. I'll hold you to a different level of responsibility. Yes, she's your helper. She's supposed to walk alongside. You're supposed to have brought her alongside. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you look at her and say, well, you know, God, uh, 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 you know. Yeah, first off, do you, you really think God didn't know which bush she was hiding behind? <laughs> you know, the fig leaf was not very good camouflage. You know what I'm saying? I think in that particular point right there when God was saying, Adam, where are you? God was saying, Adam, if you come out from behind the sin you're hiding behind, Mm-hmm. I've already made a way out for you. Yeah. I've already, I'm already waiting. The forgiveness is already here. And the restoration is already here. And Adam comes out and says, look, hey, uh, here I am, man, you know. And uh, uh, the woman you gave me. You ever notice in a story, I'll give you a, another kind of weird way, and, and uh, there are people who would really argue with this probably. Jesus is the second Adam. Adam's the first Adam. Jesus was a human. Adam's a human. Sin comes by one man. Therefore, another human man has to be the redemption to cancel the, the debt of death, eternal death. But in my mind, I have a picture where I think that Adam came along, you know, and, and uh, Eve didn't get a name right off. You know that? She was just woman. Try that someday when you go up and say, hey, woman, <laughs> see how I'm going to stand back and watch. <laughs> but she was just woman. 
You're bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. You are a woman. You are part of who I am. You are not less than. You are not more than. You are part of who I am to come alongside and walk alongside me. And I think that personally, this is just my picture, that because it said Adam knew full well what he was doing. And Eve didn't. She was deceived. She listened to what that snake was, what Satan was telling her. If you notice, everything he appealed to was for selfishness. Mm -hmm. It looked pretty to her. It looked good for eat to her. And it looked good for making her wise. Mm -hmm. All right. And so she eats that tree. Adam could have went, oh, baby, what have you done? Yeah. Oh, my goodness, girl. I'm tell you what, I got me eight more ribs. I'll get me a brunette this time. You know, <laughs> you know I pray for you, sweetie, but you on your own. Adam didn't do that. No. I, I personally believe that Adam thought, you know what, man, I've walked with him in the cool of the garden every day. I know him. I know him well enough. He'll have a way out of this. Mm. All right. Now that maybe, maybe it was the other way around. Maybe Adam just flat out rebelled against God. But I don't really think so. Because if you watch the story, give me the fruit. He eats the fruit. He tells God, look, the woman you gave me, she took the fruit. She gave it to me and I ate it. All right. And then the woman says, well, the snake you made, the snake talked to me and I ate it, you know. Yeah. All right. And then God goes like this. Woman, your seed, the snake is going to bruise his heel. But he'll crush his head. You know what? It's at that moment that Eve gets her name. Check me out. Read a story. Adam was like, I knew it. I knew he'd have a way out. Your name is Eve, mama. Eve, the mother of all living. But let me tell you something. The moment I was dead in sin, but the moment I put my faith in Jesus Christ, the moment I said, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Guess what I became? I became that new creation. I became part of the all living. I think Adam could have said, mama, you are the mother of the all living one. Everyone that's living in Christ, everyone that's living in the redemption, everyone that's living in the restoration and living in the forgiveness, living in the grace, living in the mercy, you're the mother of those. Your name is Eve. He gives your name at that point. Mm -hmm. I personally think that he was like, I knew it. I knew he'd have a way out. Mm -hmm. I knew it. Yeah. And then later, you know, they put God in his loving and mercies. He got to say, let's put him out the garden. So they don't eat that tree of life and live forever lost without me. See? Yeah. I, I ran into uh, a mindset I'd never encountered before when I was in Australia and at, at the group there. They were saying, well, we'll just do this because we can ask for forgiveness later. It, it, it doesn't really make any sense because, like you were saying earlier, the, the best the, you know, the best thing you can have in your life is God's fulfillment for everything that he's put in you. But when you're embracing that sin, you're going to, you're creating consequences. God doesn't even have to smite you or, or put his finger down and push you. There's already consequences. There's natural consequences for the sin that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Beyond missing what God had in this plan for your life. So embracing that, even though God can make a way out, is never going to be the best option. And we have a grateful, a graceful, like, like Paul said, let the sin so that grace may increase. Well, then we're just increasing God's grace here today. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it doesn't work that way. But at the same time, we do know 
that when that has happened, okay, God's got a way out of this. But it has to come from that heart of, I'm going to submit to whatever God says and move in that. And whatever disgrace that I've earned, whatever I have to walk through because of this, I'm going to do it because because that's the result of... (laughs) I think think you're right because there was consequences to what Adam did. Yeah. Adam, Adam, Adam knew what he, what he was doing. God sacrificed that lamb, made buckskin clothing, first set of buckskin clothing ever yeah. made. You know, Adam and Eve go out, and then Adam's got to live those 900 some years with the consequences of his choice. But you look at, they have a, a uh, who was born for Cain, Cain born first, Abel born, one of them, I don't know which one. But it, and, and, and Eve responds, I got me a man. I got me a man. And God said, My seed. She was already looking for it. You see what I'm saying? She believed what God said. As the, uh, the in in Jewish culture, the Adam used the Metzeroth to teach. He used the stars to teach his descendants about the coming Messiah. That right there shows you that Adam had a change of heart. He was repentant. Yeah. He still had to live with the consequences of his choice, but he was repentant, and God brought him through it. You know, all the way through. It ain't, ain't a one of us sitting here. Don't somewhere in the day do something that we shouldn't have done or think something you shouldn't have thought. You know what I'm saying? That, uh, uh, we've said this in another episode. Like, you know, I, I have to, re- I, I die daily. <laughs> I have to repent daily. Mm-hmm. I thank God that Jesus ever lives to make intercession for me, you know, because I need it every day. You, know? yeah. you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I agree. You know, the whole thing, like, okay, well, there's grace. So I'm just going to sin like a fool. You know, how dumb can you get and still breathe? <laughs> You know, you're going to go out and sin like a fool. Grace is waiting. But the only way you get the grace is if you turn around from your sin. Mm-hmm. Well, you it, see? Was, it was better if you would have not known than <laughs> knowing, knowingly you'd sin. <laughs> yeah. You know, Adam, where are you? If you come out from behind a sin, you have a hiding behind. Mm-hmm. See, but while Adam's over here, he's in sin. The restoration and the forgiveness is waiting for him. But until he comes out of the sin... He ain't, it ain't there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's waiting for him to receive it. Yeah. But so, are you going to go out and sin like a fool? And then what if you die in your sin? Yeah. Well, I, I went down front and I prayed, I prayed, I put my hand up and repeated the prayer that, the, you know. And, and you see God's plans spread out through so much time. But there's always an urgency of the spirit in those who are listening. So she's like, she's excited. I got my man. The 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 word that was spoken is coming about. Or you have the the people who were who are waiting the Messiah for how many hundreds of years after the prophets. You have uh, Paul, who was sure that the world was ending because he could feel the urgency of the spirit moving him. So it. There's there's things that God wants to bring about now, and that the things that He's having us accomplish are are there's like uh, chain reactions coming off of these, and He's wanting to bring this about. Mm-hmm. How long does He have to wait for the Abraham who hears His voice, for the the people who will hear and respond and actually do what He asks? And how much of all of this intervening time is due to God waiting for the right time? And how much of it is him trying to instill this urgency of the spirit, but the spirit being frustrated 
in a mankind who is content with their current religious situation. But when we when we begin to when God begins to to move and act in us, we can begin to feel that urgency. I even though most of what we go through is that waiting time, like, okay, God, are you there now? Because he's having to to work us through things, train us to hear his voice. But mm-hmm. when that when that time for action comes and we're feeling that urgency, that's the time he's there's no there's no more time for okay, well, I haven't experimented with these sins over here yet. Or I was kind of thinking I wanted to build this empire for myself and make my name a little bit greater first, and then I'll go and this is there's that time for action time when he says, Abraham, okay, time is now. Walk this way. <laughs> Keep working till I do. I told Madison, I said, there's no such thing as a self-made man. All these boys that got all them bajillions of dollars out there and they think they did it. <laughs> well, they left God out the equation because there's a passage in the book that says God gives man the ability to gain wealth. If God ain't giving you that ability, you ain't gaining it. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I know. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so all these guys that are out there like that, you know, maybe there was a point when they was humble. But they forgot God somewhere in there that they got. So you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Somewhere I, 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 I saw that program of cards that built America or something. And Henry Ford starts out, I think, like in a Baptist or Episcopalian church or something. He's got a, a good, you know, quote unquote, Christian upbringing. But by the time he becomes a bajillionaire, he's anti-Jewish. Mm-hmm. You see him and say, well, wait a minute. How can you be a follower of Jesus Christ and be anti-Jewish? That's an oxymoron. You can't do that. There, there is Jesus some- is Jewish. Redemption that that really needs to happen there. It was early in the first couple centuries that there began to be a split between the the Christians and the Jews, and it was largely the there there were a lot of different uh, causes, but the the Christians were coming to the attention of the Romans who had left the Jews in peace to do their what they needed to do. But as the the Christians started becoming um, more evident to the to the Romans, the Roman authorities, then the the reactions were hitting the Jews. So you have this established Jewish community that all of a sudden is being persecuted because of these Christians that were in there. And then the difference in the interpretation between the Jewish Christians of, of Israel and then the Gentile Christians. And eventually there was enough conflict that there was pretty much a rift between the two groups. Uh, one that that really has not yet been healed. Yeah, and I, I, and it should be, man, because you, you, Jesus is Jewish. Mm-hmm. So how can you hate Jewish people? Yeah. The whole story is Jewish. Yeah, Paul <laughs> was Jewish, you know, but he kept saying the Jews. You know, in reality, what I think what he was saying was like the you know the 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 self righteous religious leaders of that day of that time period. That's who he had issues with. You know, but even among them, you have Paul, who is a Pharisee, who becomes a follower. You have Nicodemus and uh, Joseph of Arimathea, who were, you know, like Jewish for a little bit. They became followers mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. You know, yeah, I like what you just said. The whole story is Jewish, man. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the Hebrew culture doesn't get started. God built that one out, yeah. of, you know, when it came out of Egypt, you know. Up until that, man, they're Chaldeans, you know. You get Joseph's kids, half Chaldean, half Egyptian, you know, uh, and whatever, all the other ones, the 11 brothers, whoever all they, you know, mixed with and stuff, you know. But if you're being honest, 
everything that the Jews got wrong are really just types of what goes wrong with the within a religious community, which happened in all of the succeeding years in Christianity itself. So there's mm-hmm. there's no way that you can look and point a finger. You know, Paul right. was saying it in, in Romans, and in, in, he started off Romans talking about how bad the world was around them. And then he brings his finger around, but you have no excuse when you're judging someone else. And that's where we, where we get lost when we start looking at trying to single out a group of people or trying to point a finger at anybody. You know, the government is doing this. And as soon as we start pointing our fingers, the, the devil, whose accusations before God must be just or they'll be discarded, suddenly has true accusations Look at that judgment, and now I get to judge, I get to accuse them of this because they are holding that against the other person. That takes us all the way back around, you know, that we see things differently, the different heart expression, you know, we can disagree but still be brothers in Christ. Yeah, and God still loves the Jewish culture. Absolutely, still loves every one of them people. He made that culture. You see what I'm saying? That saying that when you're pointing your finger at somebody, there's three more pointing. <laughs> Don't be pointing no fingers, you know. I always say, look, man, I try never to judge. First off, look at me. You know, if you're looking at me, eh, who am I? You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's one thing about our church, you know, I'm the only long-haired tattooed guy in the place. But y'all still let me come in there. Y'all still love on me. Y'all still, you know, accept well, me as I am. I know? don't know if you can say that. Oh, you're right. Because Eric, I'm sorry. I'm long here. Well, okay, so there's two of us now. <laughs> right. Jesus loved me. I'm yeah, and you knew you did. For a long time, I was the only one. <laughs> you know? But, you know, so it, it, and if someone looked at it from the outside, you could almost say, well, we don't fit. Yeah. We don't fit because we don't look like the rest of everybody else that goes yeah. in there. You see what I'm saying? Because most everybody else looks like nice citizens in there. You know what I'm saying? And and but everybody, there's, that's one thing I love about that body is that sense of family, that love for one another. Even no matter how messed up, no matter how many mistakes you make, you know, we still love you, and, and we're not going to judge. Only one guy has the right to judge. He died for that right. Yeah. I ain't got that right. You know what I'm saying? I got that right. You know, in the book, it says that God the Father don't judge. It says that's been given to the Son. Mm-hmm. It's in there, man. It's in mm-hmm. like, uh, I forget, somewhere's in the New Testament, in Matthew or Mark or one of those, somewhere's in there. I read it before I got to Acts, you know? <laughs> and uh, it says that God, or maybe it's after, but uh, it says uh, God the Father has been given to the Son. I thought about that. Well, yeah, you know, it kind of makes sense. Because if God's judging, then I can look up at God in his perfect righteousness and go, hey, look, you don't know what it's like to be me, man. Yeah. You up there holy and perfect and everything. You don't know what it's like to be me. And in his perfection and righteousness, he'd have to say, you're right. Yeah. I don't know what it's like to be a human. I've never been one. Mm-hmm. Oh, but my son has. Yeah. I'm not judging. He is. And he knows exactly what it's like to be you. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then you go, but then that's when you go, oh, ah. Uh, I could really use some of that amazing grace right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's, you know, one of my one things I've come about, I think my alt, I think amazing grace is, is the Christian anthem, like born to be wild is the biker anthem. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it, 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 I love this song. I, I've heard the guy singing in Italian, and it's just as beautiful in Italian. I've heard it sung in some native languages, in Native American language, and absolutely just as beautiful, just as anointed. I think it's one of those songs that no matter what language you sang it in, that anointing of God on that song, that that God, that grace that God gave that man to write that would come through in that song. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I look at my own life and go, you know, I, amazing grace. I don't think amazing is a big enough word, God. Mm -hmm. This grace is beyond amazing for me, you know. But you can't say, you know, Phenomenal grace, how sweet this is, <laughs> you know, her, you know, it, it ain't got the same flow, you know what I'm saying, so, so yeah. got it, good That's enough, good, good stuff. <laughs>